You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back, everyone, to Empire of Rust, the one and only Transformers RPG podcast. And we got a special opening segment for you today. The Transmissions crew have done their uh, end-of-year survey for uh, 2021, but because we record so far in the future, you get to hear it now. But that's okay, because all this stuff, timeless. That's what it is. Timeless. Good cover, Mike. Good cover. I am going to throw it to you, Mike, for our first question and first result. Go for it. All right, the first question is, who is your favorite player character? And you are only allowed to pick one. So in fourth place, with 8.8%, we have Denizen. A fairly new character, so uh, not as popular yet. Perhaps uh, that'll increase next year. Do you know what we need? Uh, We need a least favorite, because like, if you can only pick one... That's not necessarily representative of how much she sucks, you know. <laughs> so, and and in any other circumstance, I'm sure Carapace will be that. So it's good. Like you know, I I just need that data though. <laughs> I, well, I don't need your validation. Keep your vote into yourself. It's invalidation. This is this is exactly the moment where you just need to push the button and vote. You know. <laughs> Ooh, I'm great at pushing buttons. <laughs> no more buttons. No more. Uh, in third place, with 26.5% of the vote, we have a tie between Wild Strike and Pythagoras. And in second place, with 32.4%, Carapace. That's a huge jump from last year. Look at that. I think you yeah. were in last place, weren't you? Almost certainly. I mean, I that's where I belong. <laughs> you know, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not playing a nice character. Like I, I shouldn't be well-liked. But you're light years ahead of Denison, at least. <laughs> yeah. And in first place, with 47.1% of the vote, a tie between Sweet Spot and Magnum. Well, Looks like Magnum's overtaken Pythagoras for, for favorite on this one. Yeah. Well, I think Pythagoras was lower than him last time, too. Well, now they also realize that uh, Magnum is innocent. <laughs> yeah, Magnum also has like a a more I think like you know developed character, whereas like Pythagoras is, you know, kind of just like your pocket scientist. Well, he doesn't have as much of a personality, right? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Don't you uh, use your own voice to voice him? Yeah, I use my own voice, which says which is revealing in itself. <laughs> He's not supposed to be the interesting one of the two. <laughs> So far, anyway. Well, if Sweet Spot were still here, I'm sure he would be very appreciative of this data. Do you know what you should do for for Pythagoras? Uh, you should play the, uh, the the dragnet, like you, just the facts, ma'am. Since you're a scientist, just the facts, yeah, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's a straight laughs> definitely. Oh, I wish I thought. I wish I should thought of that from the beginning. But yeah. Well, from now on, <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> There's plenty of room for character development, so yeah. We got some surprises. 
I will take the next one here. Did any of you listen to the Patreon adventure with Charles, Yoshi, Matt, and Pat? A very, very fun adventure. Uh, most of you said no. Uh, that is 60, 60, uh, 60%. Uh, said no because it still at the time was, uh, in, behind the Patreon. But, uh, as of Three weeks ago, I believe you will be getting uh, this story in the free feed. So if you haven't already listened to it, uh, please be sure to give it a shot. It is a very fun time, and I think uh, uh, both Matt and Pat had a, had a really great time with some new and unique characters. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I was... Yeah, it was, it was cool. All right. Uh, there was some interest in, in what, what we might be doing. With the, There's an official Transformers RPG coming out at some point soon. I'm not sure exactly when, but uh, I know, I'm sure the, uh, the Transmissions guys will be doing coverage of it anyway. But there's some, we got some feedback of what we might want to do with it. You know, some people said just to do, to obviously look it over. A few uh, different ways of saying, like, give it another, give it a try um, with a different campaign or a one-shot. Maybe a video. Um, I think that would be pretty interesting. I might. I mean, I might be interested myself in running one if I get the rules some point as as a short term thing. So that might be fun. Ooh. So uh, I don't know if if anyone has interest in uh, me giving it a try. It would definitely be a different experience from Mike. <laughs> um, a Transformers game that I don't have to run. Ooh, sign me up. Uh, yeah, I'm always down for trying a little bit of that drug called Matt. yeah it'll be a little trippier usually as it's been described but um so yeah i actually look forward to checking it out i'm not sure when i'll get it but i'll I'll try to read it when when it does come out so and stay tuned for that anybody have any interest you know send us give us a note in discord or send us send any feedback you want to uh transmissions yeah, there's also, uh, we also asked if someone would be interested in non-Transformers live play. And there seemed to be two-thirds of the people would be interested. Not sure what we would do, but that would certainly be fun. I mean, these guys I'm with are always fun to play with. So uh, um, we could definitely keep that in mind. I've got a few ideas. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> Uh-oh. Adam is a very competent DM as well. Creepy. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> Creepy. All of you guys are really good DMs. Like, literally, every single one of you is like thoroughly good. I mean, different. And you too. You too. Yeah. This is we're an all awesome quite different. Group. Yeah, I, I mean, played on every single one in here. Yeah, no one. No one's a uh, someone who I don't look forward to to running a character through. And there are so many awesome characters that you guys have all allowed to coexist in worlds that maybe they shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've uh, offended nature. Um, I mean, if we were going to run one, I'd be curious what people would be interested in seeing. I mean, we've done a lot of diverse ones. I've run superhero campaigns, fantasy. Most people have done that one. Um, Adam... Pat, Mike, and Mike have experienced the star, uh, regular Starfinder, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, Mike, Mike, uh, M has uh, done uh, Warhammer and uh, 
You've done a lot of things, haven't you? Warhammer and yeah. Savage Worlds. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, interested in feedback on that if you guys are interested. I think uh, next time I'll have to uh, get a little bit more detail with it, like what kind of games you'd be interested in and yeah, you know, where get, to go from there. Get specific. Make a list. Mm. All right. The next two questions are totally for me. Uh, how do you listen to Empire of Rust? Headphones, earbuds, speakers, car stereo, car speakers, laptop phone, or semi-truck? I don't know where that came from, but you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Was that a Shout rating? out to all truckers out there. Um, or people who just happen to plug into a semi-truck. Long hours driving from coast to coast, man. See, I don't remember actually adding that to the questions. So I'm, I'm wondering if one of the transmissions folks added that for me. <laughs> well, was it was it, an op- was it options to add more answers to it from the public? Or? I don't think so, but you never know. You never know. Either way, the vast majority, 51% of you listen on earbuds. And I asked the question because uh, a little behind the scenes is like I do two editing passes on this. One is for content, just to cut everything down to the right amount of time. And then another pass for sound effects, voiceovers, music, and what have you. And uh, typically I'll use just my computer speakers for the first pass and then I'll use a uh, professional headphones for the second pass. But I do want to see uh, what most of you are listening on. That way I can kind of tune it so it sounds as good as possible on those. Uh, so if it sounds good on ear, sounds good on earbuds, then I know uh, to me, then I know it's going to sound good to you. What if we use earbuds on our laptop? What do we put then, Mike? I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to have another category. I really thought there was only going to be one answer for everyone. Their ears. (laughs) I was going to say, I use actually technopathy to just directly link with like the server. So does that count? That actually bypasses my oral cavity completely. It must sound amazing to you. Have you listened to your voice in high detail, Mike? Yes, actually, I have. I've listened to your voice in high detail, too. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sounds, sounds a bit brainy. Yep. And the next question is, how is the audio quality? I asked this just to make certain that we are maintaining a pretty high standard of quality over the podcast. And uh, the majority of you rated as 8 to 9. One of you is at a 7, and then a couple of you are at a 10. So right at the good sweet spot there. We're looking for you, number seven. (laughs) (laughs) And to wrap it up, I am going to throw this over to Pat and Adam. So I guess we asked, uh, do you guys have any suggestions for improving the show, or are there any things that you'd like to hear? Uh, And I think first off was uh, you guys would like to see the bios for cameo characters. So any of the the little NPCs, or I guess in this case it would be NPBs, you know, non-player bots. You know, and, uh, NPBs, um, and each each one more monkeys. Not really sure what that one is about. Is that was there a monkey reference that I just forgot about? Someone just I don't probabilities. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, zero is more than zero is still more. Uh, mostly, it's all positive. Keep doing pretty good. Uh, someone would want to see the challenges to be more balanced. Uh, I guess they think that we're winning very easily, and they would like to see it be a little bit more challenging for us, which. That's a that's a balancing act. It's difficult to do. Did you not notice that one of my characters died recently? 
<laughs> that wasn't easy. Kind of, kind of happened off character, though. Uh, you know, off camera. It wasn't a like in right. in character death based on balance. It was like I could say my character died, and no one will believe it. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that would be a blatant lie anyway. That's a sucker bet right there. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, someone actually asked to. Uh, they wanted to hear more about the live action studio series. And third party, uh, third party live action figures as well. I'm not sure. I think what happened is someone who whoever put that comment in there uh, mistook that as suggestions for improving the overall transmissions network versus uh, just Empire of Rust. <laughs> but figures? Can we get figures made of us? <laughs> How do you show figures over an audio medium? Very, is there is there a website? Carefully. Is there a website for this? Like that people can kind of like see the character art and put in our character sheets and any of that kind of stuff. Like a I've posted one? most of the stuff on the uh, Discord channel, but I mean, I'm supposed, I'm sure we could get something set up on uh, transmissions. Like just like I, I guess it would be a fan page. You know, like I've never really done that sort of thing. But if we're in this vein, you know, it might not. Might not be a bad idea. There's also uh, someone wants more sound effects, Mike. Transformation sounds, gunfire, hits, walking, running, etc. So that's <laughs> all you. <laughs> I put in so much already. <laughs> I know you do. We we actually get to listen to it after you've passed it for time and before you've added in the sound effects. And let me tell you, folks, there is an amazing amount of sound effects that Mike puts in. How dare you ask for more? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it is, is, is I mean, a lot of sound effects are so effective that you don't notice they're part of it, but you would notice yeah. they weren't there. But and that's, that's a the lot thing. of times we, how the really do. good sound effects work. Um, I yeah. would make a suggestion, Mike. This is not something you've done, but it's something a recent podcast I listened to have done. Please sure. don't do it. Put retching sounds on the podcast. <laughs> I was not happy. <laughs> Why would they add that? Because that's what was happening to the story they were telling. It just was oh. a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I think it's better just to reference it like off camera, like, oh, don't step there, you know, and let, let people's own theater of the mind take over. Well, they no were telling a story, so you could describe it without having the sound in the background. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> but it provided that visceral reaction to you, didn't it? Yes, the visceral reaction was shut off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, I think that might actually affect some people. Like they, like hearing someone rich might cause them to kind of mm, want to yes, rich themselves. Right here. I know the smell of it is kind of nauseating to, to me. No, this, the sound of it gets me real bad. makes me makes me sick. So, um, anyway, that was an extremely weird aside. But I'm suddenly thinking of that scene in the Goonies, <laughs> <laughs> and I blamed it on the. So dog. yes, I will promise you, Matt, no retching sounds for robots in my game. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen, and thank all of you listeners who answered uh, all the uh, survey questions. It helps us uh, kind of figure out where we want to go in the future for each of our uh, for each of our stories here and kind of for the podcast. So uh, again, thank you for, for answering and uh, 
Also, thank you for listening, because, you know, we don't say that often enough. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for listening yes, to our little podcast. Yes. Thank you very much. I want to join in on that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. And there's the creepy smile. <laughs> <laughs> I, think they, I think they can feel the creepy through the radio, you know. <laughs> it does transmit well. So with all the ego stroking done, let's get back to our campaign. When last we left, you had just finished off Wildstrike. Wildstrike's dead now. No, I'm sorry. Wildstrike's combiner clone, who has been broken into pieces by Magnum's disaggregator gun, has now been broken into pieces by all of you. And you are now surrounded by the remains of Wildstrike, 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 and Wildstrike. Don't forget about Wildstrike. And Wildstrike. How could we forget about Wildstrike? You know, you're good in small doses, but not all at once. <laughs> we're going to need to save some Shanix for therapy for Wildstrike when we're done this. <laughs> for Wildstrike? What about the rest of us? <laughs> So yeah, go ahead and walk me through what you want to do. You are still in this circular room surrounded by these stasis tables, and you are surrounded by the pieces of Wildstrike clones. You have a, a couple of other rooms you have yet to explore in the facility, but otherwise, you are uh, free to explore as you need. All right, well, let's get cracking. I think, uh, could I do a scientific sort of analysis of these things? to figure out exactly what there they are. They, were they full-fledged bots? Were they just little, like, clone? Were they clones or unintelligent clones? Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me either a life science or mysticism? That is a 29 for life science. 29, that's a solid check right there. So yeah, you go ahead and you take a look at all of the different pieces and the remains of these uh, what are effectively clones uh, you think based on what you've heard from shockwaves logs along with all of the uh, equipment you found in the facility that these are experimental clones of Wildstrike it looks like their brain modules weren't as developed they, they weren't as uh, as robust as you imagine Wildstrikes is uh, but yeah, they look like clones that were modified to be able to combine. I hope you're happy, Magnum. Look at Pythagoras. He's sad that he has no wee play playmates. He's beside himself with grief he is. Literally. Um, <laughs> beside himself. I'm not really sure, sure what else he'll tell. I mean, he'll tell all everyone else the information, obviously, but I'm not sure what else to do with this. Uh, question I have. Could such a procedure be done without consent? Or did you volunteer for this? Not that I remember. So, yeah, that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a convenient answer. <laughs> yes, because all this has been terribly convenient. <laughs> Can he do a memory check? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and uh, do an intelligence or wisdom check to see if you can remember some stuff from this. Oh, okay. 21 for intelligence. Ooh, that's Ooh, good. That is solid. Wow. Well, 
I'd like to try to sense mode upon uh, his response there. Because, you know, Carapace did bring up a good point. So hmm. my sense motive is if my computer will cooperate with me. Um, did any of you see the roll? Because I didn't have the chat thing up. And now I think yes. I closed it. You get a 19. Okay, there you go. And I get a 19 on my bluff. <laughs> uh, okay. Then could I have gotten a 21, possibly? From what? On my sense motive. If you added two. <laughs> Is there a reason to add two? To your bluff? Yes, <laughs> because your, he's a Decepticon. Motive? And I'm a Decepticon. I know how we think. <laughs> yeah, but Wildstrike also knows how you think. Damn. <laughs> does, it, does it work that way? No. No. There actually that, are. Was, that was the bluff. <laughs> Cybertronians actually do get bonuses, but they're against other factions. Oh, so like uh, you, he would get that against an Autobot, but not a Decepticon. Potentially. I don't remember the exact rules, but uh, yeah. like Bluff for the win. <laughs> no. It's shot down. All right. Well... Uh, Wildstrike, you said you got a 21 for your, uh, intelligence check, so, uh, yeah, you, um, your memories are still very, very hazy and, and fuzzy on this, and most of it's been removed, but you can, you can imagine that someone wouldn't really need your consent to do this if they, especially if you came into the facility unconscious, like if you were just transferred straight from Mangarai, and you just simply weren't active, uh, they could easily do this without your consent. So, okay. so I have a question for you, Wildstrike. If it turns out that you're like a real bad guy, in your current state of mind, like i.e. the only version of you that I do know, do you want us to put you down? You mean if I was a bad guy in the past? Yeah, like, like if suddenly you get total recall and all of a sudden all the memories of the last million years float in and you're like a genocidal douche, do you want us to put you down based on your view of morality at this moment? Interesting. Ooh, I will transform back from bear to bot form because it's getting juicy. That is interesting. Um, <laughs> add to the wrinkle that you might be the clone. So you might, if you did all these bad things, it might have not have been even you doing it. I have experience in this. Right, but I mean, like, so you just said that these guys were, like, incomplete versions of it. Well, what if you now are the incomplete version of it? Like, you don't have the fully developed brain housing of the true Wild Strike, and that person is a, a very, very bad person. You know, would you want that dangerous person to be let loose, or would you rather us put you down? Do you think that this uh, Wild Strike is a bigger version of these wee ones that we just fought, and they would have eventually developed into a larger one with more memory, like uh, the Wild Strike before us here? I don't from, think so, but that's... From my uh, scientific analysis, would I be able to tell whether they will develop... Hypothesis. Sure. Tell us what you Life think. science. I just did a life science on these things. Yeah, I don't remember what you got. It was I got high. A 29. 
It was very high. <laughs> All right. I'll roll it over since you reminded me. Uh, you don't think that these things will grow into a bigger wild strike. Uh, but while the current wild strike seems to be a more advanced version of these ones. Is he advanced enough to be... I mean, is he advanced as any any Transformer of his age? Of his apparent age? Yeah, to you it seems like it, but without having... without being able to compare personalities to the old version, you don't know if he is as advanced as his previous version. Well, now that you can see these clones, can you determine if I'm the clone? I will do my best. Why don't we go into the other room? Wild Strike, you're a clone! (laughs) 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 What? I'm a clone too! (laughs) Are you sure the fact that he has eyelids wouldn't be the key? (laughs) Um, Denizen, you're a clone too! We are clones. <laughs> this isn't really the Battle of Us. This is Empire of Clones. <laughs> God, Matt, you're amazing. Would anyone be upset if I killed Magnum right now? <laughs> Any, anyone at all? I would be. A little. <laughs> all right, let us go back to the the clone room uh, with one of these things. If you don't mind, Wild Strike, I will do a comparative analysis between the three of you. Yeah, I'd like to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For my vote... Very well. Current Wild Strike is is best Wild Strike. Yeah. No one's putting Wild Strike down while I'm around. In the next questionnaire, you have to say, well, which is your favorite Wild Strike so far? (laughs) (laughs) If anyone wants to put Wild Strike down, you'll have to go through me. Not that that'll be terribly difficult, but... I don't need to go through you. Yes. To put Wild Strike down, yeah? He has walls. I have walls. <laughs> but you have doors, too. Doors, yes. But I have locks. So that might you? slow you down for five minutes. Do you have locks? Uh, yes. I'll throw up just one of my claws. I've got a lock pick. <laughs> I got a force field. <laughs> and I have a bite. All, All right. right. Let's well, clear this place, because I want to know what the answer is. <laughs> we are going to Fine, let's clear this place, because right I want to know who would win in a fight between me and Magnum, too. All right, let's set up the rules here. This is inbounds. This is out of bounds over here. And this right here will be the square circle that we phase off in. Are you ready now? You are the bounds. (laughs) It would just be a bear beating on a cube until it falls apart, pretty much. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. So you have three rooms uh, left that you have not explored. Uh, One is immediately to the uh, north and east of you, uh, and then the other two, uh, one's connected to that room, and then another one is a little bit further off, uh, a bit closer to that storeroom and the the, the exam room that that Denizen uh, shot lightning through. So which one would you like to explore first? Well, the closer one I think would be best. Wouldn't you agree, Carapace? Alright, let's go. So, I guess we're heading north a little bit, and then southeast. Yep. Sure. 
So this room is a communications routing center, and this was the uh, the big room that you wanted to, to get to by exp like when you explored this facility. Uh, because if you remember, you were able to track a signal from Cybertron through here to uh, Scarvix. So, Magnum, uh, anyone can give me a perception check. Magnum, I want you to give me a computer's check. Ooh, I can do a computer's check. 24 for Carapace. 24 for Carapace, okay. I'll actually just answer that while everyone else is rolling. Uh, so, Carapace, as you are looking through the room here, you notice the door to the south... And as you examine that, uh, you find that it is a holocom room. Uh, a small room dedicated to a holographic conference chamber, capable of transmitting real-time holographic communications throughout the galaxy. Oh, so it's got an entanglement engine. That's cool. I am slowly circling Carapace towards the large control panel to, <laughs> to his left. <laughs> And as I stand there next to him, I will be staring at the buttons. You you provoke three attacks of opportunity as you walk around him. <laughs> All right, I got a 22 for computers and a 33 for perception. All right, that is more than enough to get this. Uh, you were able to get the comm system uh, back up online. And you can see that there is one message uh, that was last logged to the communications hub by the system. Would you like to play it? Uh, yes, play it, please. Play that beautiful holographic footage. You press the button and Starscream's dulcet tones come over the speaker. Greetings, Prosecutor Alonia. I have some information on Administrator Stansant that you might find useful. I push a button. Something that could ensure that the good Administrator takes an early retirement, allowing you to fill one of the junior positions once his successor takes office. I push another button. But this information comes at a price. If I'm helping you rise to the top, then you need to help me to stay at the top. One of my competitors is heading to Scarvix to assist the criminal Magnum. How do you turn this off? <laughs> if Sweet Spot chose to stay on Scarvix permanently, I would be most grateful to your world. Oh good, that's the end of it. <laughs> Once the message completes, uh, there is a, uh, a, a, a text message that was sent in response to it. All it says is, Mission Complete, 3rd Cycle, 3819, Arc 10. Cycles. Which cycles. would have... Always the cycles. What does the cycle mean? <laughs> it means whatever you need at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> is that a specific date? Uh, yep. It is the day after uh, the explosion where you lost Sweet Spot. Yeah, that's the day I joined up with you folks. Wait, so this place received a message, but we didn't find any traces of someone being here? Yeah. 
it is an automated communications relay. So oh, okay. communications so was, are still being bounced back and forth. So someone's using this to to, to, to obfuscate their communications, and we're just we're the middleman. So who is he writing to again? Uh, he's writing to Prosecutor Alonia. You remember her, don't you? Oh yes, and to to because she she wants to get rid of Stansov, which was the judge, if I remember correctly. Uh huh. Okay, just making sure I'm not good with names. It's okay. Um, I'm terrible with names, and I have no idea what all that meant. Well, <laughs> you don't really need to, but uh, what it means is our prosecutor was paid to get rid of Sweet Spot by Starscream to somehow politically destabilize the high court judge. or He might even be the administrator of the planet, I don't know. So why was Sweet Spot so special? It was just an Autobot, wasn't he? Because just an Autobot. <laughs> Megatron is just a Decepticon. It's <laughs> <laughs> <He was> obviously... <laughs> Clearly, you haven't read the history books. Clearly, you're not reading the room. Sweet Spot was his, apparently a big competitor in, in Starscream's eyes. Didn't seem all that special to me. Sweet Spot was running against him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Thank when you, Mr. Narrator. When you're faced with an opponent, you, you have to take them out, don't you? Yeah. And we could all, you also repay them in kind. Your faces are all saying something here. <laughs> I'm reading the room now, and I'm really not fond of it. So I'm going to take a cue and stop speaking now. Hallelujah. Yeah, seriously. Wow. <laughs> Carapace is so happy. <laughs> no, Patrick is happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to ask Denizen here. This is the, probably the first time you heard Starscream's voice in a, a long time. That's why I was trying to turn off the, the, the recording while uh, it was going. I'll look at the computer to see what she actually did. She's like, did she like depressurize a good portion of the uh, building? Turn on all the showers? You know, reverse gravity. Uh, the holocom array is now active. So if you go into that room to the south, you will be broadcasting to the universe. Can we turn that off? Yes. <laughs> to the universe. <laughs> universe. <laughs> So, like, when she yeah, does this, I mean... like, button-pushing thing, does she get, like, an auto-DC computers check of 25? Because, like, I couldn't do that with training, you know? <laughs> I get a chart. Don't worry. Fools walk, <laughs> fools wait in where angels fear to push buttons, apparently. I have plot on my side. <laughs> yeah, that's the we'll only see how long that plot lasts. I can't beat that. I can't beat plot, you know. All right, I turn off the, the transmitter. Um... Easy enough. We should take all of this and sell it. <laughs> Magnum. Yes. Can you transmit any message through that? Or does somebody have to be in there speaking? Well, I'll look at the computer. Like they, they sent a text message, so it didn't seem like we have to be in there speaking. They just sent a text message back. There's two, uh, there's the two systems on here. One is the holographic communication. Uh, which someone will have to be in in order to send it out. Uh, or you can have the Steelhaven, for example, send a signal to the station with instructions to relay to somewhere else. So so you cannot just transmit base from here, but you can have someone else kind of relay it for you. 
So what do you have in mind, Wildstrike? We need to take down Starscream. Yeah. There's the thing. Yes, yeah. you should. All right, I'll stop talking, but I'm on board with that. I was going to take matters into my own hand, but seeing this device able to transmit messages anywhere, this might be our opportunity. Uh, this is, we have this that is recording. A, this is a genie. Like, you know, you can't put this back in the bottle. Like, is this what you want to do? Like, when you want to do it? Like, I, I get the this, this strong impulse of, like, let's act! But, <laughs> you know, I think I see well, what it's you're up to you. Do we want to release this now? Can we set this on a timer? We can set it on a remote trigger. Yeah, can we remotely trigger it? We can also just come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a long way from Cybertron, though. I will say that with a successful engineering check, you could set up a uh, remote trigger for it. So... Um, would distance be effective affected though through this or would it be instantaneous considering how it works uh, distance would take a little bit of time yeah it would certainly be faster than, than traveling here like on ship but it would still take probably a couple of days for the signal to reach here and then for it to trigger how, so does, that, it wouldn't how be... does that work if this allows you to interact in real time all the way across the galaxy doesn't that like defeat the very purpose of what you just said that's magnum setting it up this is already designed to go ahead and do it. I'm saying when this transmits, it's real time when it's received, right? Yes. Okay. Are you saying like the destination and the res- and the transmitter have to be special quantum transmitters? To the make idea this is work? that if you, if you're if you're sending a signal to trigger something, it's going to trigger it here in this in the base, and then it will tell it to transmit whatever you tell it to transmit. That transmission will be going in real time, but the signal that you send to here in order to uh, in order to trigger it will be normal transmissions. Uh, if you were in a uh, if you found like another another one of these kind of places that has this kind of like instantaneous communication, then you could trigger it instantaneously because then it would connect to it instantaneously. So it's sort of like a space bridge you, for communication. You need it to be an installation. Sort of, or or just like a right. So you like a higher, much higher tech level. Okay. Transmitter. That, that was the piece that I was missing. I'm like, why not just like, you know, take that technology and put it into a walkie-talkie and then just, you know, send <laughs> I, I mean, to the universe. Theoretically, you could if you if you could make a high enough check or something like that. But I don't think I'm probably capable of it. Well, I mean, I can set up a receiver regardless. Why don't you go ahead and set up a receiver just in case that you uh, you need it. What do you think, Wild Strike? Will that will that work for you right now? We set this up. I'm, I think I'm with you, but we can push the button when it's yeah, most opportune. Perfect. Yeah, uh, can you make a, Can you make it so it's not a button push? So claws a lot can't uh, just accidentally yeah. do this. I'm hearing a lot of people saying push buttons. I'll, I'll unplug the power from the console. So. You're, you're, you're pushing. You're pushing characters' buttons. Let me let me tell you. <laughs> he only has one button, and it's. Annoy, annoy, annoy. <laughs> I know, because I've seen it. <laughs> Alright. Anyone here can have any access to engineering? Yes. Okay. I will assist. We're going to need every every drop of points I can get Ooh. to do this the best. Yeah, I can help you out too. All I have to do is roll a bluff check. <laughs> to convince us you have engineering? I have two. Yeah, no. I'm not going to do that. And the way I contribute is just by not letting her near the project. I had four. Keep hitting the wrong buttons. Yep, Carapace just 
picks me up and swings me around to the side of away from the buttons. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just more curious. It's like, is this like a psychosis or like a compulsion? Like, I don't understand. It's like you've lived in your car, so you know the danger of just like randomly running up and touching shit. Like, yeah, I, but I've also lived with the humans, and a lot of their buttons are really weak and just superfluous. So then, why does that draw your interest? I don't know. It They're just shiny, does. Okay, so it's a compulsion. Okay, yeah, it uh, like a it's a bit of a trial and error kind of a thing to explore by trying things. So, as, as far as I understand, I'm getting a plus six, four from yes. Wild Strike, two from Carapace. Mm-hmm. Okay, that means I am getting a twenty-nine engineering check. Twenty-nine. That is it. Today's your day for twenty-nines, isn't it? Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, not for charisma checks, though. I'll tell you that. So yeah, you can go ahead and set up a receiver and link it in to uh, the actual holographic relay on here. So that way, in case you find another one of these systems somewhere uh, on Cybertron, you can instantly connect to it and set a, uh, a, a transmission that you program to go out to everywhere. Uh, um, guys. Oh, like, like the transmission that you just saw? Yeah. Of Starscream it's... telling someone to get rid of someone. It's what was his name? Uh, sugar, sugar, <laughs> puddle, or whatever. Sweat spot. Sweat spot. So I'll just use a, a trigger right now. And uh, I want. Could I set countermeasures? Uh yes. Go ahead and give me a quick computer strike, please. Anybody able to do computers? 19. Uh, yeah, 19 is... Uh, it's probably like a password. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 can set up, you can set up some basic protections, uh, but you think that uh, anyone who is, is good at computers will be able to bypass them, unfortunately. Okay. If someone just blasts the console, it'll, it'll transmit. That's probably as mm-hmm. good as it's going to get right now. Alrighty. That's good to know. Alright, so can we queue up that message? Yep. And this other message I have to go after it? Oh, certainly. Whatever you have. Another one, huh? All right. Mm-hmm. Do you wish to show us, or do you want me to just queue it up without showing anyone? I'm just giving it to okay. Magnum. And I won't but play if it. If anybody you, asks you... about it. <laughs> I mean, that's, I will ask. Pythagoras will ask you, because he's going to put it in. Um, do, you want, do you want us to see this, or do you want this to be private right now? Well, I was going to bring it directly to him, but you can see it if you'd like. Starscream. Well, now I'm curious. Wait, does he talk in the message? Uh, so, Mike, I'll play that message that Wildstrike received. Wildstrike, you go ahead and give the data slug over to Magnum and uh, Pythagoras. Uh, it pops it into the system, and uh, you can see on, uh, on the communication relay that it is a message from Starscream. Loud groan. I will stand between the buttons. I just heard about what happened to dear Ambassador Sweet Spot. I always said that that bot wouldn't notice if he drove straight into an explosion. (laughs) I don't know what he had over you, but now that he's out of the way, we can work together to ensure Cybertron grows and thrives. After all, us Seekers need to stick together. 
contact me when you're finished at Teonia. I may have something that'll benefit us both. This was sent to you from him? Yes. Did you answer him? I'll uh, hold up my rifle. This was going to be my response. Well said. Right. Yeah. I like that response. That's a good response there. All right. All right. I'll, I will attach that as well. And make sure that anyone who sees it will make sure to see the... That's not like some sort of weird, like, seeker thing where, like, you're actually asking that on a date. Like, you know, like... <laughs> Secret Coven of Foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> Carapace, says motive, quick. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. I, I'd rather believe the lie if that's, if that's true. That's a six. <laughs> <laughs> you believe whatever Wild Strike tells you. <laughs> All right, to help move things along, uh, let's go ahead and uh, do a couple things here. Magnum and Pythagoras, uh, the two of you have a couple things you wanted to, to check on before... Uh, every th- before you start heading out. So, Pythagoras, uh, you have a couple of things that you can do here. You can uh, start working on the central database, trying to get as much information as possible from it, and you have to check on a wild strike. So, what would you, which one would you like to do first? Um, I'll do the central database because I can use that in the check afterwards. So we'll say that Wildstrike, Carapace, Denizen, and Legionnaire are going to uh, empty out the facility while Magnum and Pythagoras go ahead and start working on that uh, central database. I'm actually going to also download any, any extra technical information on weapon formers because we have a weapon former who is still damaged and in bad health, and I want to see if there's anything I can do to help you know, get him running again. Certainly. Absolutely. So the database is heavily encrypted, but with Pythagoras going at it, uh, you make quick work of the security firewalls, and you find a treasure trove of research and medical information. Uh, full workups of the spark grafting process and records of the test subjects are located in the project's subdirectory. Wildstrike and the others were listed as transferred from Mangarai instead of killed in action. Uh, and the dates line up with the information you got from Sandstorm. Uh, according to the database, uh, Wildstrike, your memories of this place were erased as part of standard procedures when leaving. However, a physical memory backup is stored on site in case the information is ever needed by Decepticon High Command. Pythagoras, as you are looking through all of the data here, you realize that the fourth bot, Beacon of Nyon, is an outlier with the ability to create energy clones. According to the records, Shockwave pulled that ability out and used it as a basis for creating the duplicate sparks of the others. Unfortunately, the enormous amount of energy needed to do it each time was determined to be inefficient, and the project was eventually shelved in favor of more scalable solutions. You can find blueprints and schematics for the X-Laser Cannon, as well as several other prototype weapons developed in the vault. And in the command directory, you have the ability to generate access codes for the doors that can be downloaded to your local system, should you need it. Can I uh, get some access codes and then restrict all others? Give me a computer check. 25. 25, that's better than that 19 you got. Yeah, we'll say a 25 is good enough for it. 
Alright, so now we have exclusive access to this building. These aren't exactly like super, super, you know, difficult checks for uh, for doors. Doors. My old nemesis doors. Alright, I will copy all information and uh, relay the, the salient details. So it seems it seems that when they say energy clones, does that mean like is that actually a physical clone based created from energy or effectively Beacon could create little small like clones of himself made out of energon that were just very uh, that they didn't last very long, but they effectively were like almost like ghosts. It's like okay, and they use they, they used interesting that to, ability to, to, to made it go further. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I think we should. I think we should also take the bodies with us. So, um, I would expect well, Wild Strike would be curious. Magnum found it, so I'm not sure if he's sharing that or not. <laughs> what did they find? The the memories are stored there. Is that something that you would share, or would you? I would share. Onto that. Oh okay. right, because you might be evil now. Yeah. Wait, you said the you said his memories are downloaded as a, as a, a local copy. Was that the, what are you saying? As a physical backup, physical backup. compartment two in the uh, storeroom up north. Okay, I think I think my brain sort of missed that part. Probably was uh, yapping. I'll say with a good enough computer check, you can do it. I mean, without a spark, it's not really alive. It's just a data right. bank. You're effectively reading a book. Hey, well, but don't forget you can't unread a book. I will uh, well, radio. Technically, yes, we can. <laughs> I'll radio uh, Wild Strike first before I tell anyone else this, because it's his brain. <laughs> so I was like, Wild Strike, uh, a backup copy of your brain is located here, and I think it's probably yeah, I would consider that your property. Um, but it could be useful to all of us, but you can decide what you want to do with it. I'm not telling anyone else until you decide what you want to do. Oh, look, crackers shaped like data slugs. <laughs> Is that something we can access? Should be able to, because it's like data tracks. Like, Transformers can back up their, their memories anyway. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll say that uh, you were... Uh, in the middle of loading stuff in the storeroom when that message came in. So he tells you, compartment two in the storeroom, and you take a quick look, and you can you can see it. It's a like an actual physical backup that you could plug into. All right, I will grab that for now. There's also the matter of the, the original brain that might still have something in it that in the original body. I mean, sure. the probability is seeming like our current oil strike is a clone. I mean, do we? But that is something we're going to check. Yes. So, I will uh, download all the information off of the central computer. And uh, easily done. And then um, I will call Wild Strike again, and uh, say where well, I'm going to head over to Wild Strike to come over to the clone room. Come to the clone room. <laughs> I need to check your brain. Join Magnum there. Uh, Wild Strike, you uh, did find two others. I'm sorry, three others while you were in there, too. And you would imagine if one is yours, the other three would be Tremor, Tiltfire, and probably Beacon. Interesting. Okay, I'll grab those as well. Did you Did you like those people? He was friends. I think with so. Them, right? Yeah. 
Forget whether he liked them or not, we're all just nosy. I don't really remember much, but I think we were friends. I think you're about to. Yeah, I think you're about to remember quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I will use all the equipment in here, and I'll grab scientific equipment from the other rooms if I need to, since we have lots of sure. stuff here to work with. And I will do a a uh, analysis between the dead wild strike, the living one, and the baby clone. Mini clone. Mini clone. Mini clone. Give me a life science check, and you can take it at plus four. <laughs> because you did the database first. I'm going to watch what you do. I can't yet contribute, but if I happen to level up soon, I might get a rank in life science. All right. Ooh. Yeah, I get... Pythagoras can tutor you if you want. With a, with a role like that, I'm not even really interested in it, but I think I just learned something. <laughs> <laughs> Got a 30. <laughs> Damn, that's a way to do it. Yeah, you think he's a clone now? I think he's a clone now. <laughs> Thank you. We're all Yankwick Look it up, folks. <laughs> it's just who could have gotten to it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty certain that he, this Wild Strike is a clone. But he is permanent, right? He is a life form in his own right at this point, right? So that is correct. So. You don't think he's going to to die or anything like that. He doesn't have a, a limited lifespan or a limited shelf life or anything. Also, if he turns out to be evil, we could kill him and no one would miss him. <laughs> you could do that and people wouldn't miss. He seems to be a successful like outcome of what the they were trying to do here. Like they actually successfully made a uh, you know, a, a cloned uh, spark, right? Sure. That yeah. Well, the question is, did it kill the original one to do it? Right. That's that's or technically was wasn't he already dead? Yeah, it seems likely that he probably was already dead. But he we, he was a confirmed KIA. Does it have a record of whether he was dead when he came in? And uh, oh yeah, he was he was out. Sandstorm was right when he said that he did shoot him and he did kill him. He abused. Yeah. Well, I will. Uh, I will tell Wildstrike all the details. I would say, don't think of it as a clone. Think of it as new and improved. <laughs> um, well, thank you for checking. That's disturbing information. I'd That's rather, putting whipped cream on a mud pie. I'd rather give Wildstrike the information in, on his own. Um, although it, it depends. You want me? Is our UK to telling everyone? Like, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Um, and then could I do an analysis, since I have a lot of information about his brain and his memories, I will hook the memory cards up, his corpse up, his head up, and do a search for um, unconscious trigger trigger compulsions. Interesting. You're thinking that maybe uh, before he died, he was had like the, the bugaboo... Uh, Compulsion thing going on, or and after, that or may after have his also, clone was created. But I don't actually think maybe, he does. But maybe that would transfer with the with the memory thing, or they put it in a new one. I actually don't think he has one, but it would be. I think everyone would. It'll sort of uh, sort of clear his clear his name here to find out there's sure. nothing there. 
Yeah, you, you're, you're already you're already going to be in there. You might as well rule out that that possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then to we be might honest, I could do with less of, less of the uh, what chewing tires. Who does that? <laughs> oh wait, Rex was telling me something about. I'll go ahead and roll over that thirty for you. You get in his memory module, the memory module of the the dead one, correct? I want to do a, co- a comparison of the dead one and and him alive, too. So I want to check his okay. living brain too. So first thing is you don't notice any subconscious trigger conditions in either of them. On yeah, on either of them. The second thing, and you can tell that the the memories of the dead wild strike end at the, during the combat at Mangarai. So, up until that point, all of the all of the memory engrams match up correctly. Okay, not sure what that means, but uh, it means it wasn't tampered with. Right. So he doesn't right. have any false Everything, memories. He doesn't have any false memories from the time he was killed at Mangarai. Through his entire life. All right. Okay. Happy to announce your life has been genuine. And you have a clean bill of health when it comes to, uh, what do they call it, the uh, Manchurian candidate. Uh, He was comparing the memories. But if he's, I would try to access those memories, see if I can use the, the thing that I found to see what those memories are then. Want to hook yourself back up? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, so yeah, uh, the physical backup is designed to like be able to easily uh, attach to a memory module and to actually get in there, and because that that's the entire point of it is to actually get access to those memories again. So you go ahead. Take a seat in one of the medical uh, bays here, and you plug yourself back in. You ready for this? I hope so. Carapace, you ready for this? Oh yeah, I got, he's already got a guillotine on him. It's <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bay. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Memories come flooding back into your brain module, Wild Strike, and you remember everything that went on here in the Vault of Stars. Remember all the experiments, a lot of them very painful experiments. Uh, and you remember the, the shouts and screams of your companions. Uh, Beacon was the first one to to uh, uh, to really get experimented on because Shockwave tore his uh, uh, tore everything out of his body in order to recreate his abilities. Me, 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 me. Uh, but he was very successful, and it was an incredibly painful and unpleasant experience for you to wake up, because the, the first thing you remember after that is literally getting shot in the head. Or no, sorry, in the spark. Getting shot in the spark. And, yeah, it was like you, you wake up like screaming and, and shouting, and it's just, ooh, man, so bad. Uh, you remember the years you spent here in the vault as Shockwave tests out all your systems to be sure that you are a functional, stable uh, Cybertronian. Uh, you remember that uh, that you and Beacon really hated each other too. Me, like me. over, really, 
over the course of Mangurai, he was always trying to show you up. He was just a dick to you. When uh, when he died, I'm sure you must have just chuckled to yourself a little bit, like, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Tremor and Tiltfire were fairly, you know, fairly companionable to you. Uh, you you were closer to Tiltfire than you were Tremor. Would make sense, you know. You were both jets and everything, so. Uh, but still, Tremor would have backed you up every once in a while, so yeah. So you're saying he was a bit shaky? <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> Anything uh, in particular that you want to know? Uh, the memories of the Mangari, they come back, like everything from that. Oh, yeah. That was a, a horrible battle, too. So many people died. Because I remember that was brought up several times about Wild Strike's uh, the participation in that. Mm-hmm. You remember acting as the uh, the decoy uh, to the uh, to the Autobot faction when uh, that it, when Decepticon High Command needed time to, to resupply and to, to reset the uh, the offensive. Uh, you and uh, and Tremor and Tiltfire all went to uh, uh, to effectively broker a, a ceasefire for for a few days. But you knew full well that it was it was fake. There wasn't going to be no ceasefire or anything. It was just time to reload and to to get battle positions changed. All right, well that makes sense then. Anything interesting from the Vault of Stars before I left? Like any mission parameters or anything like that? Did they just release me? They released you. Yes. There was no overall mission assigned to you uh, towards the end of your time there you kind of realize that the experiment while it was successful was so energy inefficient that it was not useful for the entire Decepticon army uh, and as you, you kind of listened in to the, the science techs uh, talking about it you realize that this procedure would have been used on very high ranking Decepticons if they were killed so if Megatron, for instance, were killed, he would probably get this treatment. If Starscream were killed, he would probably get it as well. But as far as like the rank-and-file soldiers, just too many people died in order for it to be uh, useful long-term. And there was no reason why we were selected. We were just there. Yeah, Shockwave just needed some, some bodies, and okay. Mangarai was coming to a close, and it was the, the easiest group to get. And no one would, no one would miss three corpses off of thousands of them. All right. Well, that's fascinating. So you're, you may be a clone, but now you can write your own story. The future is up to you. Indeed. And with that being said, we will see you next time, and all of you can level up. Yeah. Sweet. Nice. X X X. From the secret files of Teletran 1, Empire of Rust is written in GM by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Denizen, the mysterious druid, is played by Adam H.U. The Decepticon warrior, Wildstrike, is played by Mike M. And Carapace, the beast soldier of primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. 
Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music, such as Storyblocks, Zasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the Transmissions in your podcast app of choice. You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes, talk to the cast, and download the rule set used in the Empire of Rust. Teletran 1, signing off.